0: CHAPTER Sixteen OF IT'S YOUR FAIRY-TALE, YOU KNOW, BY ELIZABETH RHODES JACKSON. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. THE HAPPY FAMILY I have so much to tell you, said the beauteous maiden's happy voice over the telephone. Listen, I've heard from Mummer. She phoned. My cruel stepmother, you know. Only she isn't any more. She says she is entirely disenchanted, and she was perfectly lovely to me. I told her all about you, and she was so pleased. She wants to meet you, of course, but I thought it was safer to wait until you had killed the giant. Mummer says he's terribly hard to get on with, now that she's stopped being a witch. He doesn't like it a bit. When do you think you can kill him? I want to ask you about that, interrupted Wendell, and he laid his plan before her. The beauteous maiden was very enthusiastic over it, "'Better!' she exclaimed. "'Oh, much better! "'Now what shall he be changed to? "'Something useful, as you say?' "'I thought of a Victrola,' urged Wendell, who was fond of music. "'You haven't a Victrola, have you? "'And every family needs one.' "'No, we haven't,' said the beauteous maiden. "'That's rather good, if we can't think of anything better. "'But let me see. "'What we really need in our family, more than a Victrola even, "'is social placement.' background that sort of thing you know even with youth innocence and beauty you do need background too if you know what i mean and it's been an awfully hard thing to manage impossible really with a giant and a witch right in plain sight in the family now what can you change the giant to that would be most useful for background mayflower society said wendell sons of the american revolution "'We have a lot of those in our family. "'That's what you mean, isn't it?' "'In a way,' said the beauteous maiden, "'but those things aren't any use unless they are handled properly. "'I'll tell you the kind of thing I mean. "'A Harvard professor, say. "'That would give us atmosphere as well as background. "'But they'd have to create a special chair for him, wouldn't they?' "'Hesitated Wendell. "'Why, no,' said the beauteous maiden.' YOU'LL CHANGE HIM DOWN SMALL, OF COURSE, THEN HE CAN USE ANY CHAIR THEY HAVE. WELL, ALL RIGHT, SAID WENDELL, I'LL DO IT THIS AFTERNOON IF YOU LIKE. OH, WILL YOU, CRIED THE beauteous MAIDEN, THAT WILL BE SIMPLY WONDERFUL, AND WE'LL GO OUT TO CALL ON THEM TOMORROW AFTERNOON IF YOU CAN. SO IT WAS SETTLED. WENDELL WAS TO WORK THE CHARM AT ONCE AND MEET THE MAIDEN AT THE FROG-POND AFTER SCHOOL NEXT DAY. Of course, it was a perfectly easy thing for Wendell to do, after all his practice, so he was sure the charm had worked and felt entirely safe in going out to Brookline with the beauteous maiden next afternoon. She looked very charming when he met her at the frog pond. Even though not liking her general style, Wendell had to admit that she was good-looking. "'I'm making a tremendous success,' she told him, "'And listen, I have such good news for the family. "'I've got a job for my sister in character parts. "'Isn't that fine? "'Poor thing. "'Of course she could never play anything "'calling for youth, innocence, and beauty. "'But she has just the face for character parts. "'Don't you think so?' "'How very strange it seemed to Wendell "'to be alighting from the electric at the familiar corner.' to be retracing his hazardous steps towards that dangerous house, in perfect safety, on an entirely conventional errand. He said so to the beauteous maiden, and she smiled, and answered softly, I know you ran some frightful risks for my sake. Believe me, I am not unappreciative, as time will show. Wendell wished he hadn't mentioned it. The neat white house was unchanged without, but the moment the beauteous maiden opened the door with her latch-key and called, "'Mummer, I'm here,' Wendell was conscious of an entire change in the mental atmosphere. The good stepmother came running out from the kitchen to meet them. Her grey hair was arranged in a recent and becoming fashion. She had had her projecting teeth out and had some new pivot teeth that looked much better. And she wore an inexpensive but tasteful afternoon frock but the greatest change was in her sweet motherly face she put her arms around the beauteous maiden half laughing and half crying called over her shoulder daughter daughter here's your dear sister and then drew her into the living room for one more kiss the beauteous maiden for her part looked up at her mother with all her youth innocence and beauty shining in her eyes, and said, "'Mummer, dear, you must meet my deliverer, Wendell Bradford. I can't tell in one breath how much he has done for me, but when you know it all you will welcome him as a son, even as you welcome me as a daughter.' And Wendell found himself folded in the good stepmother's embrace. He was very much alarmed, and before he could escape, he found the stepsister giving him a sisterly kiss, too. You know, he explained in horrible embarrassment, I'm not old enough to think about marrying. He hoped this would end the matter, but the good stepmother said, I know she will wait for you, dear boy, at which Wendell writhed, but tried to hide it. Then the ex-giant came in, and such a family reunion as took place then. The present professor was a scholarly-looking man with a benignant face. He welcomed the beauteous maiden with great affection and shook Wendell's hand cordially and called him a noble fellow. The family had so much to talk about after their long separation that they hardly knew where to begin. The beauteous maiden had told her mother over the telephone all about her success in the pictures. But of course her stepsister had innumerable questions to ask her, for movie life is always fascinating to non-professionals. When the stepsister heard that the magic doors of movie land had been opened to her, too, through this excellent offer to play character parts, she almost wept for joy. And to think of my envy and jealousy of you, dear sister, she said, and what kindness you are showing to me now in spite of it all. Hush, do not let us speak of that, said the beauteous maiden. You know, my youth, innocence, and beauty are equaled only by my beauty of character. Then the family plans had to be discussed. The ex giant was very happy in his professorship and talked enthusiastically of the courses that he was to give and an annotated textbook that he had been asked to edit. Then there is the question of my library, he said. "'Have you any idea of the size of a college professor's library?' Wendell said he hadn't. "'Well, I haven't either,' said the professor. "'But I've been shopping for a library this morning, "'and I talked with a very intelligent second-hand bookstore man. "'He said five feet was the standard length for a student's library, "'and he showed me several five-foot lengths "'that had been turned in to him by college students in excellent condition.' Some of them, indeed, looked as if they had never been opened. I bought ten lengths. Don't you think fifty feet of library should be about right for a professor, if five feet is required for a student?' Wendell and the family, after some intelligent discussion of this point, agreed with him. Wendell was feeling quite at home with his new acquaintances by this time. The professor sat in a big Morris chair with the beauteous maiden, on a cricket at his feet while his hands strayed lovingly among her curls the stepsister perched with one arm around the professor's neck on the sofa the motherly stepmother sat beside wendell and leaned over occasionally to pat his hand it was altogether a charming scene of family happiness such as is too rare alas in these modern days of automobiling jazz and summer camps wendell was thinking how happy they all seemed when the stepsister suddenly said you'll have me for a bridesmaid won't you dearest of course dear if wendell agrees with me said the beauteous maiden smiling poor wendell with all his heart he wished that he had never become involved in his heroic role of course as deliverer he had to marry the beauteous maiden but he did not conceal from himself the fact that he had never really fancied her. Even when she was a frog, he thought, I didn't want her around. He was thoroughly unhappy. End of chapter 16